What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Blake the Great, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Proper English Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're not following me already on social media, you can check me out on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at Blake the Great PE. You can also check out my uh, profile on Facebook at facebook.com slash proper English LLC. Let's get into the show. We're back again with another episode of intellectual edutainment for you. Thank you guys once again for sticking with me so far. Hope everybody's having a good morning and a good day. Man, if I uh, happen to grunt or groan while I'm doing this episode, you'll have to pardon me. Um, I do work out from time to time, you know what I'm saying, in this quest to stay sexy in 2017. You know, with so many fast food options and ways to kill yourself, you know what I'm saying, you got to find a way to keep living. So, I make sure to take advantage of these two and a half months we have in Chicago to run outside and work out. So, like I said, pardon me, but the gluteus asimus is, is a little sore from the squattage. You know what I'm saying? The lats are sore from the pull-upage. So, I apologize in advance for that. But, man, I, I got to tell you guys, living in Chicago, it'll really give you a different perspective on the summertime, man, because... There's literally two and a half months where it's go time. You go outside every single day. You make sure you take advantage of that shit because the rest of the year, it's either too cold or it's like scorching, humid, you know what I'm saying, crazy, rainy, traditional Illinois weather with the unpredictability to come with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to like have on a have on a hoodie in the morning with a pair of shorts at the same time, but these two and a half months that we got, I'm definitely making the most out of it. Um, another thing about Chicago, man, like shout out to all you people that weirdly stare at somebody walking down the street and then don't speak. Like you turn your head the other way when I when I when we get close enough for me to acknowledge your existence and I, I nod my head or I, I say, how you doing? And you like turn away and you walk away. Shout out to you, you weird motherfuckers, like straight up. I don't understand that. I don't know if that's a Chicago thing. Let me know. All, all my Chicago peeps out there, shout out to y'all. You know, let me know. Is that a Chicago thing? Like, like where people just look at you and they stare at you, but they can't speak. Is that like some city shit? Like, I, I've, I've always been perturbed by that. You know what I'm saying? If I'm walking down the street, you need to speak. I'm sorry. That's just that's just respect for me. That's the proper English guide to to respect is acknowledge somebody you know if somebody's speaking to you you acknowledge them it doesn't matter how big or how small you respect them they're a human being so i just don't get that shit y'all y'all motherfuckers need to grow up though seriously though but anyways <laughs> um i've been trying to figure out a way to segment the show or try to keep it organized just because i understand that i usually throw out a bunch of shit in a small amount of time so what I've done here is is I've created two segments of the show, and the first segment is going to be called Modern Escapism. And what I, the reason why I call it Modern Escapism is because it's going to be about the news and stuff that doesn't really matter. Like, it's going to be about the stuff, like, about music, you know. Um, it could be just, like, pop culture, uh, random topics, things that I'm into, you know, entertainment, stuff like that. I want to have like a happy part of the show, a light part of the show. And then the second half or the second portion of the show will be modern reality. So the real things that we have to deal with, because 
I, I feel like there's there has to be a balance. You know, you have to have some good with the bad. You have to put the whole truth or the whole image out there. So in modernist today in modern escapism, um, they everybody check out the BET Awards. Um, I didn't shout out to you if you did. Um, I, I just can't necessarily dedicate my efforts and my time to watching a network that's not black owned but it's black entertainment television like i don't necessarily get that but you know i do i do catch the performances online that usually are trending and stuff so i did check out you know the new edition performance that was dope um big sean like seriously the most slept on current rapper out right now as far as like the more popular guys you know you've got drake um kendrick lamar of course, you know, J. Cole. And for some reason, everybody leaves out Big Sean. And Big Sean has been coming with it since his Detroit mixtape. Like, that's when I caught on. And honestly, that's my favorite thing that he's ever put out. But honestly, the caliber of bars that he's dropping on all of these songs that he's been on, even on that uh, DJ Khaled track, man, I mean, he is he's just spitting ridiculous. So people are crazy leaving him out of the conversation. We definitely got to keep bigging him up. Um but in in fight night news, Joe Button and the Migos getting into it was definitely the most entertaining part of the night. Um, I did not catch that, like I said, the night of, but I did see the minute clip that Complex put out. And I, I, I just got to say that everyday struggle show is just that like it's a struggle every day. The dynamic between Joe Button and DJ Academics, I, I don't really feel it that much. You know, I understand that we have to keep the conversation going with like, quote unquote, old heads and like people who like the golden era of hip hop, which is like the 90s and before. And then you have people that are like DJ Academics who came up in that 2000s era. He's been on the computer. You know what I'm saying? He's never had to deal with that being outside for real and having that element of if you say some crazy shit, I'm gonna have to punch you in the face. So it's like having that having that dynamic is good. But complex just they don't represent it well. It's not done well. They literally just use DJ academics, like, sorry, but pussiness to, to their advantage and to get views. Like every single thing that I've seen that's been trending is either Joe button laying in the cut or him being super aggressive and DJ academics being super passive and getting shit on like neither of them making, put them in a positive light at all. So, when they were talking to the, the Migos and Joe Button drops the microphone and everybody stands up, which they literally, the Migos jumped up like a church choir on Sunday. Like when the choir director raises his hands up and everybody raises up in unison, them niggas are really on the same page. Like they, they're really awesome next level communication type shit. Like my friends need to be on my back like that <laughs> for real. If we're going to be out in these streets, especially in Chicago, like, if some shit go down, everybody needs to be on the ESP. But the, I, I'm just not feeling the everyday struggle. I'm not feeling that that dynamic because it, they just do not paint them in the best light. And what Joe Budden did to the Migos was, was disrespectful. Like, he deserved to have his ass whooped that night. And I'm really surprised that they didn't. Even though the motherfuckers did have on their Billie Jean jackets, like, they was about to whoop this nigga's ass. And he definitely deserved it. And... When I say nigga, just to let y'all know too, just random side note, 
I mean, anybody can be a nigga that's an ignorant person. I don't use nigga as a term of endearment or like, what up, my nigga? Like, you won't hear me say that shit. But I'll call somebody a nigga if they acting nigga-ish. You understand what I'm saying? So, anyways, um, another performance that I caught at the BET Awards that was awesome was the Bruno Mars performance. Like, can this guy do no wrong? Like, for real? Like, I knew when that album dropped, I was like, this shit is about, he's about to t- he's about to have a whole nother year of him being on top of the charts and him being on the pop charts and the, and the R&B and the soul charts and just dominating everything. Um, and, and I always found it interesting because, number one, I, I was confused on what race he was. Cause I was like, is Bruno Mars, like, is he Hispanic? Is he Asian? Like, what is he? But I found out that he was born in Hawaii, but his his parents are like, one of them's like Puerto Rican and the other one is like Filipino and and something else. So he's got like an Asian descent, but he was like born in Hawaii. So that was interesting to me to find out that he wasn't like, like black or like, you know what I'm saying? Like that descent, because pretty much all soul music and all R&B music now, you know, you talk about the decline of R&B and the decline of soul and neo soul. And honestly, they've just been replaced by white people. Like you've got Adele, you've got Justin Timberlake, You've got Bruno Mars, who right now is he literally it's like it's like listening to a James Brown album or listening to some Michael Jackson shit. It's like he's just taking bits and pieces from everybody. And I'm not denying that he's talented, like he's 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 fucking talented as hell. But it just really it's just really sucks to see that that's the person that's put in the positive light. That's the person that's allowed to dominate the charts. You know, when you see um, an artist that's black that is an R&B soul artist in order them in order for them to cross over they have to do like an EDM sound they can't make um an R&B sound and record and cross over to the pop charts but a Bruno Mars can make an R&B sounding record and go straight to the pop charts without having to go number one on the R&B and the soul charts first like, I've just always found that dynamic crazy because Justin Timberlake, like I said, does the same thing. Adele has done the same thing. Amy Winehouse did the same thing before she passed away. Like, shit is, it's it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But the BET Awards was was definitely interesting. But I did not catch it that night because I was too busy watching Power. Um, me and my girl was, was so excited. We have been waiting so long to watch that shit. And shout out to all my power fans out there. That episode was a doozy. And I'm not going to put any spoilers or anything into this because, you know, I literally had to stay off of social media the whole day because I had to wait for her to get home. And I I wasn't going to be a dick and try to watch it. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. And then watch the shit again. Like, I for real waited this time. Um, but we, we watched the premiere. If you're not watching power, like, it's definitely a great show for you to watch. Um, to escape to you know what i'm saying it's 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 a great piece of entertainment ghost is really in a fucked up situation and i'm i'm so curious to see how this is going to play play out and i really hope that angela gets what she deserves because she 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 real bogus i'm not saying ghost ain't sold no bad seeds but damn like what is it with hispanic women and y'all's vengeance that shit is crazy she wants this motherfucker gone. <laughs> like, there is nothing that will stop her wrath. Um, but, yeah, 
And shout out to all my gamers out there. Um, you're going to hear a lot of shout outs anyways. But Crash Bandicoot is about to drop in three days. Yes, three days. I'm excited. I, this is taking me back to my nostalgia. I'm so pumped to play this game. Um, I'm definitely going to be like a hermit. Me and my son finally have a game to play together. Like, this is freaking crazy. Like, I've had my PlayStation 4 for two years now, and I'm just now having a game that I can actually play with him. You know, they dropped Tekken 7 finally, so I was able to play that with him because it's not super-duper bloody and gory, but it's just a straight-up fighting game that I love. But we can finally have something to play that's like an adventure game that's not super technical that's going to, you know, hinder him from playing because he's only eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to have something that can meet him at his level. So shout out to the guys at Naughty Dog for reproducing and re uh, the game. I'm pretty sure it's going to be way shittier than I remember as a kid, just like most stuff that re-comes out again, like Beauty and the Beast, you know, things of that nature. Like, it's just way shittier now. Um, leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? But Crash, I'm excited for it. Everything else, leave it alone. But Crash, I, I can deal with this. I'm excited for this. But also, in things to do with your kids, to all my fathers out there, if you want a great activity that will benefit your health, that will benefit your child, you and your son, or you and your daughter's relationship, take your kids to the park, man. It'll 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 serve you and your children well. You know, they get to socialize without the constructs of school and schoolwork and things. that They can just play and be kids, you know. And then also, you get to see all the single moms out there working out with their spandex and these, and these hot pants that they got on. And, of course, in Chicago, like, the shorts is just getting shorter. And I don't mean to objectify, but I just want to appreciate beauty where it is. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to all the black women out there at the parks getting your workout in with the two babies in the stroller looking like a whole glass of chocolate, chocolate sundae milk, melted sexiness, butter, butter pecan, fine, just goodness, everything. You know what I'm saying? Just shout out to y'all. <laughs> but that's it today on Modern Escapism. We'll be right back. I make Kool-Aid for my family. I make picture after picture. I make Kool-Aid for my family. All right, guys, welcome to the second segment of the show. This is another day in modern reality. And this is my perspective on things that are going on in the news that they try to portray one way, but... I understand what they're trying to do here. You know, that's what this section of the show is about, is about what's really going on, how we're portrayed as as African-Americans and how we're viewed as African-Americans and, and our experience and and things that kind of demonstrate um, ideas and facts that we've been letting people know for years. But for some reason, you still have to prove it to people that things are real and things are happening to us that aren't happening to other sections or divisions of human beings. So I'll start off first by saying rest in peace to Philando Castile. We lost a great man, a great father, a great role model to police injustice, you know, here in the United States. And what's really 
disturbing that I'm noticing in a lot of these cases is what will happen is, is somebody will get murdered. Somebody will, you know, a black person will be attacked by the police. Something will happen. Right. And it takes a while for the video or for the evidence to come up because there's a whole system at place where they go through the motions and they literally try to sweep this shit under the rug. The case in point with the Philando case is the officer was found not guilty, which we saw him murder him in cold blood. How is he not guilty for something we saw him do? How do you how do you rule somebody not guilty for that? You know, and then turn around and pay the family a three million dollar settlement and hush money to me. Because what, what else could this be other than them sort of trying to soften the blow in their minds or let them know, like, hey, we I know we just killed the patriarch of your family and a cornerstone of your community, but here's a few million dollars that you probably haven't been educated on what to do with, and here you go, this will replace your husband, this will replace your father, your brother, all this shit. Like, this is the message that they're trying to send out, and... I'm tired of this. I'm tired of them being able to sweep this shit under the rug and nobody's talking about it or nobody brings it up or somebody makes a post about it on Facebook and it and that's it. Like we have to start blaring it like this has to be the focal point of what we're talking about here. You know, here in Chicago with Laquan McDonald, the three officers who killed him um, or were involved with the trial, the one officer who killed him was charged with with murder in the first degree and he got a, a few other charges as well um but the the other two officers were never charged even though they were giving false testimonies they were giving you know conflicting statements on what happened and then once the video was released you know then it's like let's charge the officers because of the public's reaction and everybody actually got mad about it surprisingly you know, because I feel like they're trying to desensitize us by showing us these images over and over again of black men and black women being killed by police. Like, oh, it's just another shooting. No, like we we have to stop this shit because this is abnormal. This is not what's supposed to. This is not the status quo or we should not accept it that this is the status quo. But the three officers in the case with Laquan McDonald were now charged with conspiracy as well as obstruction of justice because of those conflicting stories they were giving and as well as them hiding you know the tape and the evidence and it's just I, I don't understand how the whole government in Illinois isn't being prosecuted for this because they hid that information for over a year you know they kept that tape and they gave these false statements of what was happening and there was no way for them to verify it even though right after the shooting they they knew about the tape and there were already people saying like it's a gruesome tape like this is really this is really horrible what they did to this boy but they they paid a settlement right then and there and it was shut up for the next year you know until that lawsuit was filed so this these types of things will make you question yourself as a black person like what is my life worth and what i'm here to tell you is is like you're you are the thing that they fear the most and you may be a peaceful person you may be a loving person you might not have a violent bone in your body but you have something that white supremacist white supremacist and white supremacy will never have and that is the dominant gene you literally can eliminate 
affect white people by reproducing. All you have to do is just come together. That's why we'll never be able to come together or they'll never allow it before they die. Like literally that generation of white supremacy has to die and they have to not be able to instill it in this next generation because that's what's keeping it going. You know, if if we truly were to integrate and come together, everybody would be like beige pretty much because white people have been able to reproduce so much. Everybody would kind of be like a, a lot of the same pigments because they've spread across the nation so much. It's just wild to think that all of this is just because if we reproduce, we can destroy them. Our our genetic dominance is a weapon. So that's why they have in invented these different constructs and things to combat that. You know, when you think about African history and ancient African history, there were no guns before slavery and before the Europeans came down and started colonizing. There was no guns before then, but they created the guns because it was the only thing that could combat our genetic dominance. You know, it wasn't even about us fighting and winning wars because let's say that we fought a war and lost against them, right? And they start intermingling with our people. Well, eventually their kids or their kids' kids are going to be brown. They're not going to be white forever. You know, that's literally the reason why they are so afraid of us is because we have the dominant gene. And it's not a conscious fear. It's not something that they think about all the time. But it's been built into their actions and built into their culture from their beginnings. So we can't look to them for any more solutions. We've got to look within ourselves first and then look to each other, you know. Like I said, we can't look to white people to solve our own problems. We've got to figure this out on our own. And we create our own reality. So just remember that next time you think about what is your life worth after watching the news or just seeing your people degraded to a place where you feel like your life must be worthless. So you should go out here and do something and throw away your life. Like, don't do it, man. Like, they fear you so much because of all the potential that you have. Do something with it, you know. I had, I wish I had a father that could have told me this when I was coming up because who knows what I could have been, but I am proud of the man I became today, and you should be too because you're a guy. But this is the Proper English Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. See you guys soon.